<laughs> yeah, B. Talk your shit. <laughs> yes, welcome back. You are now tuned in to the motherfucking greatest. I'm about to turn that into a drop, y'all, because I just love that. Because I am. I am. So, this is episode two of the 40 Acres in the Mill podcast. I'm your host, Nani B. McKinney, the author of the 40 Acres in the Mill series, teaching black folks how to get it, how they live, and to make the most of it. To get the most out of life, because what? You can live a rich life, too. And if you haven't listened to my first episode... There Goes the Neighborhood, I suggest that you do so so that you can get some background on me and what this podcast is all about and what we aim to do over here, okay? You feel me? Get it? Got it? Good. So today I want to talk to you guys about getting your hustle on. Long live Nip. Shout out to Nipsey Hustle. You know what? Let's just dedicate this whole episode to Nipsey Hustle. I'm going to call this one Long Live the hustle. I'm about to break it all the way down for y'all. I'm going to tell y'all what I do, and I'm going to tell y'all what he was doing and what he was trying to teach them. So we're going to jump right in. Nip! Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, then respect. Then the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked, I've been self-made from the dribble. I was been saying I'm a killer. Nah. Playing no games with you niggas. Pop clutch, switch lanes on you niggas. Nah. I laid down the game for you niggas Taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas On the whole thing for you niggas Reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas It gotta be love Run the city, it gotta be cuz It's for the pieces I took off the Monopoly board Hey y'all niggas false claims, it gotta be fraud Just keep the hood about your mouth and you gotta be charged I doubled up, tripled up, nigga what? Banged on the whole game, I ain't give a fuck Nobody trippin', handle business, got my digits up And when I drop, you know I'm about to fuck Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck It was no smut on my rep, last time that I checked I was selling zones in the set, make a quarter mil, no sweat Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west Legendary self-made progress, last time that I checked First you get the money, then respect, then the power in the hoes come next Last time that I checked we love you, Nip. Going too soon. Oh, man. Let me tell you. I said it once and I'll say it again. I am so upset, just like many of you. So upset that I caught on so late, you know? Because I really wish that I had more time with such a brilliant mind. True genius. True genius. And if you haven't already looked into what he's doing, I'll tell you a little bit more about that coming up. Because it's important for everybody to find their way out here. And he had a whole plan. He had his steps laid out. And it's it's a foolproof plan that anybody can copy. Okay, But we're going to start from the beginning. Because with everything I like to do, I like to do it in order. When y'all come to this podcast, I want everybody to leave feeling like they learned something. I want you to feel like you was just sitting in a college course, basically. Except it's free. But I'm, you know what? I'm going to put that donation link at the bottom. Because y'all was getting all kind of free game. Okay? And I don't mind giving y'all no free game as long as y'all continue to buy my books and shit because I got more stuff coming. So, what type of hustler are you? The reason why I ask that is because, you know, I work with a lot of clients transitioning from either working a job to owning a business or people who are doing a mass overhaul of their whole life. 
you know, and they're just ready to be the CEO of their life. They're ready to live a rich life on their terms. I had someone come to me and say, well, I don't, I don't understand because I know you always talk about the nine to five thing and you can't do the nine to five thing. And I quit my job and I had to go back. And I just was looking at her like, you did what now? Say what now? So I was like, I don't want y'all just out here falsely, you know, blindly following me. I want to break it down because I want you guys to understand how this shit works. And number one starts with what type of hustler are you? Some of y'all lazy. You know what I'm saying? You can't be the type of hustler that I am that just ain't in your ass. So let me break it down for you. Number one, the type of hustler that I call myself, I'm the ultimate hustler. That mean hand over fist. She, I go to bed late at night thinking about it. I wake up early in the morning thinking about it. Every day, I'm on the go. TTG. But that's not for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Once upon a time, I was in school. I was working at the call center. I was working at the hair salon. And I was babysitting. You gotta, You just got to be prepared. And that was like a... A so-so hustle to me, if you ask me, because that was three things that I had going. Now it's like once I started doing my film shit, it's like I'm still doing film, but I'll go and bartend. If somebody didn't need me to babysit, I still babysit. Somebody over here like, oh, Nani, can you come out to this event and do it? Because that's who I am. She sell dope, do hair, and babysit at the same house. The police don't know when to kick the dough in. You feel what I'm saying? So you got to know what type of hustler you are. I come from a long line of hustlers. I never forget I'm out with one of my cousins one day. This bitch is saying the craziest shit I ever heard. Taking my, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna get this money. I don't give a fuck if I got to flip a brick, suck a dick, or hit a lick. I said, bitch, I need to put that on a motherfucking track. But that's how it be. You just gotta know what type of hustler you are. I'm the ultimate hustler. So every day that I get up and I open my eyes, I'm gonna get it. Some of y'all petty hustlers. Tell you what I mean by that. I had a friend one time, he owned the nightclub. They used to be doing events and shit. He had people working for him. But people would always be saying, he don't pay them all their money. He was like, I do pay them all their money. I just give it to them in, in parts. He was like, and I had to have a meeting with the motherfuckers one day and tell them, look here, a lot of you niggas is petty hustlers. Which means if you come up in here on the weekend and we do a party and you bust down two bands, if I give you the whole two bands, nigga, I might not see you for two weeks. I might not see you till the two bands is gone. Because you's a petty hustler. You get your money and you go sit on your hands. You go sit on your ass. That's a lot of y'all. Y'all lazy. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. Because even in film, what we do is we might work on a show for three months straight. 12-hour days, five days a week. At the end of those three months, we go on hiatus, which means we're not working. So we can be anywhere in the world. Like, people go and take a trip for a month because we'll be off for a whole month. Okay, so I understand that lifestyle. But at the same time, if you're not living that type of lifestyle, do you need to be working more often than, oh, I made $2,000, now I'm going to sit down for two weeks. Use a petty fucking hustler. You worried about what you could get in your hand right now to go spin. You trying to go hit the lotto and all that other bullshit. You trying to go buy a drink and all that shit. You a petty hustler. You not like me. You know what I'm saying? So you can't do what I do because when I'm out here hustling, everything that I got goes to the bank. I don't, I don't do nothing extra with my money. Not at all. That's how I'm able to live how I'm living. That's how I'm able to drive foreign vehicles. That's why I'm able to live in a nice home. Because I don't go out there and do all that what y'all doing. Y'all wearing $100 shoes. I ain't talking about $100. I'm talking about two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred dollars $700 fucking shoes and shit. 
stop the bullshit that you you hustling backwards. And you ain't even doing a good job hustling. So how the fuck you gonna turn around and try to do it backwards? Bitch, like you good at it or something. So for those of y'all who are petty hustlers, I like to introduce this new idea called the steady hustler. So the steady hustler for me is a person that has to have a job or two or three. As I was telling you, I used to do in the past. That's a steady hustler. Meaning, you cannot be out here on your own in the world having to figure out where your next meal going to come from, where your next dollar going to come from. You're not that type of person. You need a job. The word today is job. J-O-B. I have a homegirl who used to work two jobs. One to take care of her real life bills and all that stuff she liked to do. And another job to shop. But y'all lazy. Y'all don't want to be the ultimate hustler. Y'all hoes is petty hustlers and don't want to be a steady hustler. Okay, and now that we got that out the way, knowing what type of hustler you are, you have to know what to hustle, what to get off, what works for you. A lot of y'all just don't know what to do with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you this for example. My sister, Miki, y'all probably know her. For a long time, this girl just didn't know what the fuck she wanted to do. She just wanted to be pretty. You know what I'm saying? To have niggas pay her to be pretty. And I ain't mad at you. But if you gonna go do that, you still got to know how to work it. So, while she was out doing that, she just kept on going back to school. And we just was like, what the fuck? You know, we laughing at her and all that. Ah, ha, ha, ha. You know, she back in school. She... <laughs> You know, because it's crazy. And, uh, and a lot of y'all do that shit, too. And I feel you. Because the only reason why I finished college is because I didn't really know. I didn't have an idea of where I was going with my shit. So I was like, well, shit, if I just stay in college, that shit going to buy me some time to still figure it out. Because at least I'm doing something. That's really the only reason why you bitches keep on going back to school for all the mini certificates. Because y'all sitting on y'all ass not doing nothing. So y'all want to feel important. But, bitch, I'm going to need for you to do something with them certificates like ASAP, like Rocky. But one day... When we were making fun of my sister about going back to school and all that, she really pulled me to the side to talk to me and was just like, hey, I know I'm back in school and I know, you know, we joke. Because she used to joke with us and laugh about it. But this moment in particular, she was serious. You know, she said that it hurt her feelings and she was even crying a little bit. So, you know what I said? I said, you know what, Miki? I told you from day one, you've always said you wanted to open a spa. Look at what you're doing. You went to fucking Empire Beauty School, so you know how to do hair, nails, and makeup, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they teach at Empire, she know how to do all of it. Then she went back to become a massage therapist. You know what I'm saying? And you put all them certificates on the wall. I'm going to come work up in your spa and uh have an apprenticeship, bitch, and make my little couple of coins. You know me, because I slide under a bitch license quick, quick. Y'all better find out about apprenticeship. You need to look into it, boo-boo. And I know it was probably very hurtful for her because it hurts to feel lost. Been there, done that. Got a fucking t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, I'm drinking out a mug that talks about it. You know what I'm saying? But um, you just have to be able to sit down and have vision. You have to have foresight. That's how you win at life. You have to have foresight. And what I saw was a vision for her. So now to this day, what? She owns a spa. You know? So congratulations to her. I got to shout out everybody who's doing well and who, you know, making it happen. It's hard. Owning businesses and all that shit, that's hard. But guess what? Waking up and just trying to figure out who you are and what you want to do in life is hard. Don't, don't think you're the only person that's going through some shit. Never think that. So, back to what I was saying about streamlining. 
My sister kept going to school, but all of her shit work and fit together. Okay? Like me. Me and my sister, we had the same issue. People would always tell us, you have to do one thing at a time. But we could never figure out, how do you do one thing at a time when you have so many different interests and you really feel the same way about all of them? Like, no, not one of them holds more weight than the other one. So it was very hard. Like, I can remember her coming home one day with a book that was like, you don't have to choose one. That's literally what the book said. You don't have to choose one. And it was trying to teach how to streamline your ideas. So if you're going through something like that, please get that book. But let me give you a little information. People say I do a lot of shit. Okay. Like, I have always wanted to be in the entertainment industry. From gate, me and my sisters were in a music group called Secret. I wrote all the music and I was the rapper. Okay. They could sing very well. So, you know, we had it popping. Always had dreams of doing music together. But as time went on, people developed other talents skills and interests i stayed where i stayed because that's what i wanted to do and that's why to this day you can still go on youtube and see my music video come back featuring Lil scrappy make sure you do that because that's what i always wanted to do so starting at 18 years old i started modeling i was a published model in hair magazines modeling weave like urban beauty hair um hair weaves and stuff like that did their fashion show everything then I went on to be an extra in movies. Then I went on to be a road manager and a hype girl. Then I went on to work at V103. Now I'm in the entertainment industry. I've worked at Warner Brothers. I've done basketball. I've done whatever. I started off on Fast and Furious 7. You know, so now my resume is lit. You feel me? But all of that goes together. Like, for instance, I have a little sister now. She baked cakes and shit. Then she went and took an eyelash class to be certified to do eyelashes and shit. But not no help be my motherfucking fool. I know that much. But no help I not be in that bitch. But no help I not be my motherfucking fool. I better not find no eyelashes on these motherfucking red velvet cupcakes, bitch. I know you crazy. Bitch, I know you lie. The only thing that I do that don't go with my entertainment is the trucking. And I started the trucking to fund my entertainment. And now I have a candle shop, tennisofthetreehouse.com. So if you go to tennisofthetreehouse.com, you'll see I have sage, candles, Florida water, rose water. You know, if you into all that kind of stuff. The esoterics, the, the religious and neocodes. So those two things are not necessarily a part of the streamline. But those two things are new. What I'm explaining to you is everything that I have done up to this point, it may have been a lot of different things, but they all went together and they can all still be used within the same company which brings me to my next topic about nip that's what nipsey was doing he said and i repeat he wanted to do the music but wasn't really no money coming in and that's stressful so instead of turning to trying to work the streets and sell drugs and all of that shit he decided to put whatever street money he already had into investments. He started with Elite Human Hair. And all you bitches that buy that human hair might as well go check out the homie, Elite Human Hair. Then he started working with his shirts, Crenshaw. He got the Crenshaw line out. But that's not all that he was doing. Nipsey Hussle got a fat burger. 
That means he bought into franchises. He also speaks about you owning a franchise. Things like Domino's and the Cheesecake Factory. He said you should look into that. This is a person that was looking into cryptocurrency. He has the first smart store in the world. In the world, Craig. But he did more than that. So, in LA, they're gentrifying pretty much everything. And the city is building a new football stadium. With that being said, they're attracting a lot of big business, new business in uh, this downtown area, this South Central area, this, Claus, this uh, Christian Slauson area, all of that. Um, so developers wanted to come into the city and buy that plaza where Nipsey's store was. And then they were going to buy the surrounding blocks and have the people move out so that they could level it and build 40 commercial retail spaces with apartments on the top. And they were going to put condos in the back. Nipsey went and bought the plaza. And he urged black homeowners not to sell. And anybody that was selling or anything that was up for sale, he bought it to keep everything in that area black. To now introduce wealth to the black community. So Nipsey bought it and then already started doing something uh, different with it as far as with the retail spaces and with the space behind it. He opened up a co-work center um, where black people can go and share resources with one another. Like I do this, you do that, let's link up, let's work. On top of that, he also had a reform program going where young males who were coming out of prison, he was helping them to get back on their feet and reintroducing them to society. And these are young people. He was doing this for teenage young men and women who had fallen victim to the prison system. So this is a person who was doing a lot. Not only was he working on the many different investments that he was, but for his family, but he was also working on things for his community. And that's why he's such a great person. He was always there to stand up. He always repped the role in 60s, but he was very clear that he's a man before anything. He's a man before Crip. But I want you guys to go and do further research on Nipsey. You know why? Because he had a plethora. This guy has a whole catalog of investments and advice about investments, okay? Because he really was trying to put everybody up on game. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it was such a tragic loss. And that's why he'll never be forgotten. Because he had been doing so much in the city of L.A. for like 20 years. And then as soon as we find out about him, you know, he was taken away from us. But he left a lot of good works. Also find out about trust because with all of his franchises, with all of his land, with all of his stocks, his cryptocurrency and everything, he put it into trust funds for his family because trust funds cannot be taxed by the government. You know how anything you own, property, they, give you, they do property taxes on it? Like, I think that shit is in Atlanta. I don't think I've had to do it in New Orleans, but... I always bought cars from auctions. I'm not about that finance life. You know what I'm saying? If you could do it, you could do it. But I'm not a bills person. So I got to buy my shit outright. You know what I'm saying? I can't keep up with no bills. I got a $40 Metro bill. I got a $40 Metro PCS phone bill. And my phone still be cut off every other month. I can't keep up with no goddamn bills. And I refuse to put it on auto pay. Because when I was young, I had a bad experience with it. They overdrafted my account. Why every time you put them bitches on auto pay, they won't take two payments, bitch. Now see, you're getting beside yourself. You're getting beside yourself. 
So because I own my cars outright and they weren't financed, um, I was charged a portion of what I paid as the taxes, right? But I think it's in Atlanta because I really don't think it's in New Orleans. Every year or two, I was having to pay property taxes on it. Bitch, how the fuck I own it? And you still going to charge me to pay taxes on some shit that I own. But that's the government for you. And that's how these white folks play. So instead of sitting around and trying to complain or whatever, you need to learn the game and you need to get involved. You know what I'm saying? Get on offense. Niggas love to play defense. Get on offense this time. So with that being said, anything that you buy business-wise, personal, don't put it in your name. Put it in a business name, in a trust fund, so that it cannot be touched, tampered with, or taxed. And that's another thing that Nipsey was teaching. There's also a person on um, Instagram that you can ask about this, at Raspy Rawls, R-A-S-P-Y underscore R-A-W-L-S. He speaks a lot about trust funds. He also speaks a lot about genealogy, and he also, um, when it comes to genealogy, he has like a list of sources, websites, um, organizations, numbers that you can call that will help you to trace your genealogy. You know, I think it's important that we all know where we come from so that we can know where we're going because black people really believe that our history started in the United States with slavery. Black people refuse to believe that we are the indigenous that was already here. When the folks got off that boat, they found us here. It says it in all of their paperwork. Yeah, they, they brought some Africans with them, but it was not that many is what they try to say. Okay, so once we wake up and realize that before all this shit, we were royalty and we owned land, we owned our countries. Once we wake up to that shit, we really going to be owned. But it starts small. It starts with each one teach one. And that's what Nipsey was doing. That's why his legacy will be what it is. And so with that being said, I'm just asking that every last one of you will strive to do the same thing like me. I have Dream Life Academy mentoring. What I do is I take young children from the inner city at risk youth and I'll either take them to Atlanta, Texas, New Orleans. Because the ultimate goal is to take my hood kids abroad. If you do not present to them the idea that there's a bigger world outside of their neighborhood, then they probably just what? Go die behind living on 61st Street. Because they don't know anything else. In in L.A., gang violence used to be very prevalent. You know, it's always so crazy to me because I'm just like, bitch, me and you live three blocks from each other. You really think I'm about to be living in this neighborhood scared to go to the convenience store? Bitch, I know you lie. To me, I would never understand that shit because I was talking to a young lady who is in a gang. And I was just like, so wait, these neighborhoods that you guys are fighting over... Are they, like, miles from each other? Or do y'all, like, live around each other? And the only reason why I'm asking is because they're saying, like, kids getting shot walking down the street and shit. Or people walking up on you talking about some where you from or, you know, all that shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, so if a nigga asking where you from and y'all all live in the same city <laughs> and y'all all live in the same neighborhood, just, like, two, three streets down from each other. Bitch, you sound stupid. So you mean to tell me I got the feel for my life going to the corner store, bitch, you get a bag of funyuns just because you live around the corner, bitch? 
Oh no, I don't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. That's worse than the fuck when them niggas was trying to fight over wards in New Orleans. Oh, I'm from that nine. Oh, I'm from the I'm out the third one. I'm out the Kelly. Y'all wanna fight over them projects. Y'all wanna fight over territory. Y'all wanna fight over these street names. Y'all don't own none of that. Them white folks came right the fuck up in there, broke them levers, and flushed every nigga out of there, went, tore them projects down, rebuilt fucking condos and townhomes, and told them niggas they couldn't come back. You know why? Because, bitch, that ain't your set that you repping, bitch. Somebody own that set that you repping. Get your life together. That ain't your motherfucking street. Today or tomorrow, think about it. People in Atlanta know this shit. When Bankhead Highway start getting too crazy, what happened? They shut that shit down and what they call it? Donnelly Hollowell. That ain't that what they call it? Okay, so at any point, if they really want to stop gang violence and they feel like this shit is getting out of control, they can really disperse these niggas because they own the whole area. And that's what I want black people to understand. That's what you got to start thinking about in your mind. Globalization. You need to start thinking globally instead of locally. Y'all don't own it. And that's what Nipsey was trying to teach everyone. It's better to be an owner. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> because I'm trying to tell you, if it was left up to me, there would be no more gangs because I come up in there and I clean y'all whole neighborhood out and make y'all all move. And that is what gentrification does. If y'all was so big and bad, how do white folks get to come in and raise the rent on y'all and make y'all move out? If you repping your set and you gonna die about your set and that's your neighborhood, why when the white folks come to clean y'all out, y'all don't bang on them? Okay, so that shit in the whole gangbanging shit. Because I don't even understand why the fuck they don't have an age limit on that shit. That shit should be 16 to 25. If you make it, then you made it, bitch. 16 to 25. You can't be in the gang until you're 16. And bitch, by 25, if you ain't got your life together, you need to get the fuck on. You got to move up out the city because you a fool. I should not be seeing grown-ass people walk around 40-something years old talking about they in the gang. Gang, gang. Okay, bitch, the AARPs is the only gang that's gonna be looking for your ass after a while. So I'm about to wrap this up for y'all. I love you, as always, but this is your homework for the week. Figure out what it is that you're good at. Figure out what type of hustler you are. Figure out what it is that you need and what is it gonna take to get there. If your bills, tally up all your bills, your income versus your expenses. Next episode, we might even touch on budgets. You know what I'm saying? Y'all let me know. Also, come to my page, at Nani B. McKinney. <laughs> come to my Instagram and let me know what y'all want me to talk about next. You know, I'm always open to suggestions. But this week, I need for you to look at your income versus expenses. How much money do you need per month? If your bills are over $2,500 a month, I'm going to need for you to sit down and reevaluate your whole life because you got way, way, way too many motherfucking bills. Ain't nobody out here just trying to work to pay bills and die. You sound crazy. So if you need anything more than $2,500, I'm going to have to figure, you got to figure out how to cut it down. Okay. Unless you are living in the state of California, in which case you would take these numbers and multiply them by three trillion and that's how you know your budget for the month and i am sorry but i cannot help you because <laughs> i live here with your ass what i will say is this obviously every person will vary but just like i say in my book things i learned from white folks when you go 
to apply for an apartment, when you go to put in the application to rent or lease a home, or when you go to buy a home for crying out loud, policy and procedure says you should make at least two and a half times more than what your bills are. So if your bills are $2,500, you should be making over five grand. That is what I'm trying to explain to black people today who believe that the object of the game is to spend all your damn money and it ain't. Okay, now let's wrap up this session. Back to the budget. So you need $625 a week. Do you make $625 per week? If not, you need to add something. Either you need to add overtime to your shit or you need to add a part-time gig or you need to add a side hustle that is profitable. That's what I want you to be thinking about this week. How much money do you need? What type of hustle is good for you? What type of hustler are you? Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's ever anything I want to do, like let's say right now, I want to go on a bunch of trips in the summer. I don't give a shit. I'll call somebody right now like y'all throwing parties. Uh, I'll call somebody I know that got a bar or anything. Y'all need help? You know, I'll go on set for a week. And make all my little money that I need for my summer vacations. You have to get into the habit of doing that. You can't splurge and have fun on the same money you're supposed to be living with. Just like I told you on the last podcast, you can't invest using the same money that you got to live off of. So you have to figure that out right there. And that's all a part of getting your hustle on. Okay? So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, then respect, then the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked, I've been self made from the dribble. I was been saying I'm a killer. Nah. Playing no games with you niggas, pop clutch, switch lanes on you niggas. Look, I laid down the game for you niggas, taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas. On the whole thing for you niggas, reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas, it gotta be love. Run the city, it gotta be cuz. Just for the pieces, I took off the Monopoly board. Hey, y'all niggas, false claims, it gotta be fraud. Just keep the hood about your mouth and you gotta be charged. I doubled up, tripled up, nigga, what? Banged on the whole game, I ain't give a fuck. Nobody trippin', handle business, got my digits up. And when I drop, you know I'm about to fuck Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, then respect, then the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked.